morning and welcome to another edition of Sunshine for a Better World, recording live from Phoenix, Arizona. This is your host, Laura Zaki. Welcome. Today is another beautiful sunny day in Phoenix, Arizona, but it's going to get cloudy today. Um, This is our monsoon season, so that's when we get rain. Now, somehow here in Phoenix, if we get an inch of rain, it's not called rain. It's not called a thunderstorm. It's called a monsoon. <laughs> like, to me, a monsoon is somewhere in Asia where there's tidal waves and big, you know, lots of rain. And here it's like any type of rain in the summer is called a monsoon. So let's roll with that. <laughs> if that's what we're calling it, that's what we're calling it. Uh, we do like having some rain here. It's It's nice, and it really cools down the temps. Right now it is 88 degrees, which is really a blessing. It's it's so nice, and my son is in town visiting, and hopefully we get to enjoy the nice weather. I mean, for me it's nice when it cools down because it ha- it does get pretty hot up to 106, 110. Uh, those are pretty hot temps, so being in the 80s really nice here. Really enjoy this kind of weather. And hopefully it won't rain the whole time he's here because he is from rainy Seattle. So I think he he likes to see a little bit of uh, sunshine. But it looks like today it might rain and we were going to head up to my sister's house and go swim in the pool. We might be swimming in the rain today. <laughs> they said, grab your umbrellas and you know, be prepared for this monsoon, so I guess so. I don't even know if I have an umbrella. I think I have one somewhere, but I wouldn't really know where it is because I don't use it very often. So today my topic is limiting beliefs, and this is a really important topic. Yesterday I met someone, and we got to talking, and I feel like we had a lot in common, we had a lot of similar ideas, and we're just kind of on the same wavelength, and we talked about the idea of limits, and believing that, having a mindset, and you know, we talked a lot about mindset before, but having a limitless mindset is really a life changer, it's a game changer to have a limitless life set, life Limitless mindset, life set. Maybe that could even be a new term, life set. (laughs) So that's how we set ourselves up for life. And I think I should have mentioned this. I was on a call yesterday, and some people were talking about depression and things that fight depression. And I think having limitless or really reducing those limiting beliefs can help a lot with depression. So a lot of times in depression, we start to think, I'm not good enough, I'll never be smart enough, things just always go wrong for me, I'm not as fast as other people, my brain just doesn't work, or I've even seen people say my brain is destroyed, my brain is, um, what what was the words? I forgot. It was like something like, My brain is like withering away. Your brain is not withering away. 
unless you have Alzheimer's, and even with Alzheimer's, there are some medicines that do work, and there are some techniques that you can use, um, you know, so you're not going to completely fight Alzheimer's at this point, but even in that extreme case, there are some things that you can do, and you can do some things to help prevent Alzheimer's by keeping your brain active. So our brains are just, they're energy, they're pure energy, you know, we have these synapses and our brain, like the electricity runs along these, they're like lines, like highways, imagine like a vast network of highways and then the electricity jumps from one to the other and the synapses are where, you know, all the brain activity happens. So we are energy. We are electricity and energy. And that's what our brains are composed of. And they control everything in our body. They control our heartbeat. You know, they control just our blood flow, everything. So we need to have a healthy and active brain. And there are a lot of things you can do. And one of the things you can do is changing your limited limiting beliefs because once you get that energy flowing and you raise your vibrations, it can actually change the chemistry of your brain. So I know a lot of people will say, well, I'm depressed and I need to take meds. And I'm not saying you don't need to take meds. I'm a big believer in, you know, if you do need meds, take them. They may help you, but meds do have side effects. And they don't always work. I know for me, when I was feeling depression, no meds actually worked for me. Anything I tried for depression, it didn't help me. What helped me was getting a good sleep routine, getting a good routine in my life, putting in some changing my limiting beliefs, listening to music. There were so many different things, praying. They change your brain your chemistry of your brain because try this just go stand in front of the mirror and smile just don't do anything don't think any thought just even if you don't feel like smiling smile and you will find you feel better just from smiling even when you don't feel like smiling even like today I'm feeling good but I'm not like sitting here laughing and giggling and smiling so just try to smile. Put on some music. Beat on a drum. There's so many things we can do. And start to work on those limiting beliefs. What is holding you back? What is it exactly? This fear that you're not good enough? Well, you are good enough because you're you. You're unique. You're who you are. And that's what makes you special. Gratitude challenge. Look at three things. 
can be very small things. You could be grateful for your tea kettle that gives you a steaming hot cup of tea that makes you feel comforted. You could be grateful for your blankets on your bed. You could be grateful for the air that you breathe. I mean, people say they're not grateful. I have nothing to live for. I have nothing to be grateful for. What about the air you breathe? Aren't you grateful for that? For the blue sky up above? Aren't you grateful for that? Just start your day by being grateful instead of looking at what's wrong and how your brain is broken. Your brain isn't broken. You just need to retrain your brain, and it can be done. And So many people have done it. I've done it myself. I wouldn't be speaking about all of these things and telling you what to do and telling you you can change your brain if I hadn't gone through it personally because I know that you can change your brain and things can be limitless. There is no limit. The sky is not the limit. There is no limit. You can do anything, but not everything. You can't do everything. You can't be everywhere. If you run a business, you know, you need other people to help you. You can't run it all on your own. Some people do run a one-person show. It can happen. It's it's not bad, but you still need a team. You need accountants. You may need a lawyer. You need clients. You need... We are interdependent in this world, and there's nobody that's completely 100% independent, whoever you are. If you're Jeff Bezos, you still need your Amazon customers to buy your stuff so you can launch your rocket ship, you know, and he thanked his customers. (laughs) I'm not so sure that they were buying all those things just so he could go out into space. (laughs) But it does show you that even somebody who's a billionaire still depends on his customers. He doesn't really need to anymore. But imagine if he'd had limiting beliefs. Imagine if he thought, oh, Amazon's a silly idea. It's just a bookshop online. Who's going to want that? But you see how he took a simple idea and there was no limit because people around the world wanted products. They wanted first books, but then there were so many products that you could only find on Amazon. And I'm not a big Amazon fan. It's not really my thing. I prefer to shop in line, in person. I'm sorry, not online, in person. And I like to shop local. So Amazon for me is something that, you know, I like to. um, I have books on Amazon. It's helped me to publish. And I do buy occasional things where something that may be difficult to find or they just have a better price. So I might even go for a higher price if it's local. But my son likes Amazon. He, Both of them shop on Amazon. So I'm not going to say it's a bad organization. Um, but just imagine if Jeff Bezos had had limiting beliefs. He didn't have limiting beliefs, I can tell you that, because... He took his company to be a billion dollar, I think maybe even a trillion dollar company. But there there was no, I mean, I'm sure there's a limit on everything, but I bet there are still markets that he hasn't opened up yet. And what if Steve Jobs had thought, well, it's just a phone. Now imagine just a phone. Our phones are amazing. 
amazing devices. There are our new cameras for taking photos, for taking video, for connecting to social media, for checking our email, for organizing our files. I mean, they've used such amazing things. I have my calendar on my phone. I wouldn't be able to function without having my phone calendar, and it's always right at the tip of my hand, you know, because I've always got my phone nearby. And it connects us around the world. And imagine that I could connect with people somewhere in Kisimu, Kenya, which I've never even been to Kisimu, Kenya, hadn't even heard of it before I connected with people there, but thanks to the internet, thanks to Facebook, imagine if Facebook said, oh, it's just a silly little service for meeting people where you put pictures up. But look what it's become. It's become a community. It's become a way to connect with old friends and a way to make new friends. If You know, imagine if Mark... Uh, Zuckerberg had had limiting beliefs. So the people that are truly successful, they don't have limiting beliefs. They are limitless. They look to what can be done, not what can't be done. They see possibilities where other people just see potential for failure. And they fail, too. It's not that they always succeed. They fail. You know, a lot of people who are very successful didn't make it in school because their ideas were not conforming to that academic environment. They had big, big ideas and they were ahead of their time. So try to think in a limitless way. I'm not saying be reckless. I'm not saying jump on everything that comes your way. But open up your mind to the possibilities. I I would say that Every time we think of something, there are at least three possibilities. And we put ourselves, I've seen people do this all the time. They put themselves in a corner. I'm stuck. And I know because I felt stuck for many, many years. I felt really stuck. And at any time, I would venture to say there were at least three possibilities for things that could be done. So even now, sometimes I fight my own mind to think, what happens if? And that's not good when you go into the what happens if scenarios, because a lot of times those things will never happen. So that's the other thing. We have this kind of thinking where the what if scenarios, what if today I lost my job? Well, I could get another job. Would it be the same as this job? No, but it might be better. It might be different. Who knows? I might start my own business. So many people have lost their jobs only to start their own business and become more successful than they've ever dreamed of. Because I was reading, who was I reading about that started? Oh, it's just actually somebody I know in person who was working for somebody else and just wanted more flexibility with his family and started his own business. And it's doing incredibly well and expanding his business and doing things on his own terms. And that's just a, one example of somebody I know. And I, I love that limitless mindset. 
So I, I, it's something I want to cultivate in myself. But having those three, you know, at any point in your life, um, I know somebody who's always depressed. And there are so many options available. And he has those options. He could at any time have at least three different options of doing things that would help him not feel depressed. Now, when you have no structure to your life, when you don't work, you don't volunteer, you don't see friends, you don't go out of the house, well, how is your life going to get any better? How, if you're not willing to step outside and you're just going to sit home and feel sorry for yourself, your life is not going to change. It's just not. You can't, you need to, if you really want to change and you want to raise your vibrations and you want to have that good energy, you have to be willing to step outside your comfort zone. And it can be small. You can start with, you know, when I changed careers, I started by just taking any job just to get myself. And when I started my nonprofit, I started small. And the first thing that I did before I even fundraised was I raised money on my own. I did it myself. And then, you know, I had more courage to go. And But I just said, I'm just going to do this. And I'm going to learn along the way. I'm going to learn from my mistakes. And it takes that willingness to be able to step outside your comfort zone. It would have been easier just to volunteer for somebody else, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to reach people because I didn't see anybody offering scholarships. I mean, there were scholarships, yes, but I didn't see anybody offering what I was offering, which wasn't just a scholarship. It was also a mentorship. It was also a program that will help you to transform your life. It wasn't just take the money, here, go to school. Your whole life is going to change because you went to school. A lot of people go to school and it change their lives. Because they never changed. Like I have a friend, she she went to school and she has a degree and has what's supposed to be a good career, but she never gets anywhere. She never really succeeds because of her beliefs, because of her mindset. She has, doesn't have a true abundance mindset. She spends as much as she makes. So she usually spends more than she makes, never saves a penny doesn't plan for the future, and then wonders, why do I never get ahead? Because you've really failed to plan. You've not, you know, you've spent all your time complaining about your coworkers, complaining about, well, I could never take a vacation because it's the business that I work in. You know what? A lot of other people work in that same business, and I venture to guess a lot of them take time off because every place gives you some time. And, you know, just because you're a single mom doesn't make you unable to do things. Lots of single moms do amazing things. So that's a big limiting belief that people have. Well, I'm a single mom. Now, I'm not going to say it's not harder for single moms. You know, you go to buy a house. If you're two people together, each one of you can contribute and all of a sudden, you can buy a house for six, seven hundred thousand dollars, but if you're just one person, that's a little bit harder. It, it, I'm not going to say it's not a struggle because I go through that myself. 
But I'm not going to limit my beliefs to think I can't do something because I'm a single mom. No, I'm going to find a way to do it, and I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to adjust accordingly. If, you know, as long as I've got the rent paid or I've got my mortgage paid and I'm doing good, I don't need to be in a million-dollar place to feel like I've achieved something. As long as I have a roof over my head and enough food to eat, then that's good. And that's part of my beliefs is also being satisfied with what you have. So I hope this has helped, and I hope that you can open up your mind to have an abundant mindset, a limitless mindset, and start working those small little things to change your mindset and to really raise your vibration. And I hope you have a beautiful, blessed day. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sunshine for a Better World, promoting positive thinking and a better life. I'm your host, Laura Zaki, recording live from Phoenix, Arizona. Today is a little bit of a cloudy day, but it's uh, been raining the last few days. It's been our monsoon season here. So I do like to see the sunshine. It makes me feel good. Today is Monday, and I've been thinking about goals. I've been thinking about, uh, you know, when you're faced with a Monday, you sort of look through your calendar, and you're like, okay. Here's what I have to do. I mean, that's how I like to start my Monday is just have my coffee and look through and see what do I need to do for the week. And that's where I start. And I look at, okay, how can I just set some goals for the week, not just put a to-do list, but actually have that be tied into a goal that I want to achieve. And, you know, small goals can really lead to big things. So I do believe in starting with your small goals. And a lot of people have big dreams. If you ask them, if money were not an object and money were unlimited, what would you do? A lot of people have answers. Now, some people are very happy with what they're doing, and that's fantastic. And I think if you're happy with what you're doing, more power to you. Stick with it. Just be happy. And I think it's wonderful to be happy and present in the moment. But a lot of people, including myself, we have, we're happy. I am happy with the present. It's not that I'm unhappy. But we have things in the back of our mind that we've always wanted to do or something that's a big goal that we'd like to achieve. And big goals can be overwhelming because they seem like, you know, you need to win the lottery to do a big goal. And a lot of people want to travel. And do you really need to win the lottery to travel? I don't think you do. But you might have to, you know, if you want to go travel around the world, maybe start with your neighborhood, maybe start with your city, maybe start with some states that are nearby or provinces, depending on where you live, and start with that. Start small, but build it up. You know, save up your time, save your miles, think smart, and you'll get there. I used to travel quite a bit. I traveled for work, and I also traveled um, to visit family and friends and just for fun. Grew up in a family that believes travel was a priority. 
Like, we would spend money on travel, whereas my mom was very thrifty. She wouldn't spend money on a lot of things. So a lot of times in the home, she wouldn't just have lots of snacks sitting around or she wouldn't buy us um, really expensive clothes or stuff like that. But when it came to travel, the money was always available for travel. And I know, like, when I went... um, when I wanted to travel my senior year in high school, I was very lucky and I got to go to England. So I went to London, Bath, Stratford-on-Avon, Dover. Um, just really, it was a wonderful trip. And my parents were so generous to pay for that trip. And then um, I wanted to go to Italy. My dad offered to let me go spend some time in Italy. And he paid for my trip, and he paid for my tickets, and I found a local family to stay with. So you can get creative. If you can afford to get the ticket, then you find a way to stay at a lower price or maybe do a little work abroad so you can work in exchange for lodging. They have so many things nowadays that they didn't have when I was growing up. Um, now you can just go on a website, and you could they didn't have websites when I was growing up. I grew up in the 70s and early 80s, so we didn't have websites back then. The Internet wasn't around yet, but now you can go on and you can find a work, um, a farm stay where you can work and you stay for free for in exchange for work on the farm, or you can teach English or a foreign language or well, your own language, whatever it is. Um, you can do that and get paid for it or get a free place to stay. So there are a lot of options. And I think, you know, when we dream big, we attract the energy towards us. And I've noticed that people that are really depressed, really down, that hate their lives, that just feel like everything is miserable and horrible, they've stopped dreaming. They can't, if you ask them, and this is something I've really noticed, if you ask them, you're not even asking them to do anything. You're just asking them to think of something, not to do anything, to take no action, except just try to visualize. And I've said this to a few people. Try to visualize your life if things were perfect. And I got a lot of responses on my group if your money was on the because of for a lot of people, it's the money that holds them back, or what they perceive as holding them back is the money. They, uh, and, you know, a lot of people don't let money hold them back. They may not be wealthy, but they still travel, and that's one thing I like about the music community when you follow a specific band. It's not really just about going to see concerts. It's also about giving back and connecting with people and connecting with your friends and going to different cities and going for that experience. And a lot of those people are not wealthy at all. And they find ways to travel. And they stay with friends and they share rides. And, you know, they they find a way. So I really admire that. And, you know, I admire people that want to give back. And so many people said, that they would love to have an animal rescue. I think a lot of people are really touched by animals and 
you know, things that they may go through and really wanting to rescue and help animals and help the environment. I think one of my favorite answers was someone who wanted to set up a private island, invite like 100 friends, and have people volunteer and do uh, ecological work or good things to volunteer to help the environment. I thought that was such a brilliant answer. I, I absolutely love that. I know that person is somebody who always tries to help and promote, you know, helping the environment. So I really think that's, and I think it's something that's maybe not buying your own private island isn't doable, but there are ways you could make some of that happen. You know, you could get a group of friends together, rent an Airbnb, and do beach cleanups. I think that's – actually, I might even do that because I just love that idea so much. And that one was the one that really stood out to me. There were so many really good ones. But a few other people I asked could not – they could not visualize their life. So they complain about being depressed. They complain about – not being married, not having friends, not having family, not having a job. But they they just find this negative space and they stay in that space and they don't try to grow or get out of that negative space. And, you know, that's one thing that differentiates people. You have to be a little bit of a dreamer. You have to, and I know one of those people was a dreamer, had dreams, maybe they weren't very realistic dreams, but had some dreams and had started and made some effort. So I do try to encourage that person, and hopefully um, he will, in all that negativity, I mean, bad things happen to people. COVID happened to not just one person. It happened to a lot of people. So my way of thinking is find other people who have been through something similar. Find other people who have lost loved ones in COVID. Find other people who have lost their jobs in COVID but have survived, that have thrived, that have really achieved something. And take them as your role models. Find your role models. You know, or just try to visualize what would my life be like? Let's say I got the perfect job. I found the perfect spouse. And you know what that person's response was? Well, it's not my fault. The country I live in, there are no goals. Now, that to me is one of the biggest excuses I've ever heard because it doesn't really matter what country you live in. There are successful people in every country. And yes, I live in America and there's a lot more opportunity here, but we're a nation of immigrants. Find a way to immigrate. People have immigrated for years as refugees. People have immigrated, I mean, find a way. Like my thing is, if one way doesn't work, if you are so convinced that your country is so bad that the only possible way you could ever have a happy for it. And welcome to another episode of Sunshine for a Better World. This is your host, Laura Zaki, recording live from Phoenix, Arizona. 
Well, it's Monday morning, and I was thinking about Chasing the Blues. It sounds like a song, doesn't it? Like a jazz song or even a blues song. (laughs) But, you know, we don't get those Monday morning blues. And I know for some, today is your your Saturday, your Friday. Uh, Not everybody works that Monday to Friday schedule, but for most of us, even if it's not our actual Monday, we get that Monday feeling on the first day back to work. Uh, today is my son's first day back. He took a nice uh, vacation about three weeks off and is headed back to work. And he was dealing with some stress at work, some people that were creating unnecessary drama. And he's very sweet and very kind He's not into drama. He's not into, like, um, you know, he's not fake. He's just, like, really, he's really upfront and good hard worker. And I don't know, just a coworker was causing some problems for him. So he asked, and she was the team leader, and he asked to be moved to a different team. So I hope it works out for him. Today is his first day back. And I'm thinking about him and... You know, I just hope everything goes smoothly and goes okay. And I guess in a way that's that's part of becoming a mature adult and growing up is learning how to deal with stress from your coworkers. I'm really fortunate. You know, over the years, I have been pretty fortunate. I've had some coworkers that caused drama. I had one who was just very sneaky, behind my back, would try to always get me in trouble. I worked remotely, so if I was, like, stepped away to do something, um, she would just go to the boss and say, well, I can work on this because Laura's not available. And she was just the sneakiest. Um, Oh, she would just, instead of calling me, would just send these long emails and just always try and, I don't know, she was just not a nice person and she caused a lot of problems for other people. And I even think that I should have dealt with her. I should have been a little bit tougher with her because she was causing unnecessary drama. She made somebody cry. And, you know, maybe in my position where I was her supervisor, I should have been a little tougher with her. Now, the boss liked her because she was very efficient, but at what cost? You know, if if someone is efficient, and thank God, like right now, I don't have any drama at work. I just work in a small department in a big company, uh, but the, our department is small, and there's no drama. It's just lovely, and you know, there's one or two coworkers in different departments, and sometimes they'll maybe push back a little bit or drag their feet on some work, but it's nothing bad. It's nothing that I can't handle. And I'm learning myself to be a little bit more direct because sometimes I'm not as direct. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't like to be demanding, so I just kindly ask for things. And sometimes when you're too kind, people take advantage and they just feel like, oh, okay, you know what, I'll put her for work most of the time when you're nice to people they actually are nice back and they work with you and they help you but there are those people that 
don't work that way. That, you know, they they don't respect your kindness. And sometimes you got to get a little tough with them. And I do have one thing that I'm very persistent, so I can really, if you haven't delivered what you're supposed to deliver, I can't really be a pain in the butt, you know, in a nice way. But I don't give up very easily, and I'll just keep reminding you. (laughs) So going into Monday, I just have some thoughts in my head about, you know, feeling not down. I don't feel down today. I feel pretty happy, but just kind of thinking of all the things I have to do this week, things that I've got to accomplish, and I'm really working on setting some goals, and some of them are big goals, so what I like to do with the big goals is break them down, so um, I'm on a debt-free journey, and I want to pay off my car, so I think what I'm going to do is just break it down, I did make a large payment, I've got a little bit more to go, it's not too bad, but maybe break it down into like three months and see if I can get it all paid off um, before the end of the year, which will be a huge accomplishment because there was um, quite a big purchase and I made it like, I think it was three years ago, maybe four years ago, I'm not sure when it was. But I wasn't in a great frame of mind, and I just thought, I love my car. It's a really nice car. But had I thought it through a little bit more, I might not have bought something so expensive. Um, but, you know, it'll hopefully last me another 100,000 miles. Which, you know, I've been taking good care of it, changing the oil, changing the spark plugs. So, you know, I feel okay about it. And so I want to break down some of those uh, big goals. Like I've also been working on writing books. And as anyone who writes knows, it can get overwhelming, especially if you're more like me that dabbles in writing. It's not my main profession. I don't think I want it to be. I, I like writing, but I like doing it as a side gig. And something that I've been working on, so I'm trying to set some goals around that as to um, when I can expect to finish my books. I've got three in progress right now. One is more like a journal, and uh, yeah, if I can get those done, that would be super awesome, but I try not to beat myself up about it, so as you set forth your goals for the week, be kind to yourself, too. Leave yourself some downtime. Leave yourself some time where you just relax. You have a nice cup of tea or coffee or if you like a beer. I don't drink, but I know some people find it relaxing to have a glass of wine or a beer after work. Um, when you're home, and don't drive. Don't drink and drive. Uh, but... You know, if you can do that safely in your own home or whatever your choice is, um, enjoy it. Enjoy a nice meal. Uh, have, have a little fun with it, you know. And, but keep your goals in mind. And don't just go into the week like, 
yeah, I'll deal with whatever comes up. You will deal with whatever comes up, but it's good if you direct what comes up, if you have a shape to it, you have a routine, and you kind of spread your goals out over the week in a way that makes sense. And, you know, if you're feeling a little bit down, sometimes an uplifting song can help, reading some poetry. I have a nice collection that I've been working on on Pinterest of uplifting photos, and some of them I'm going to use some of them I'm going to use in my um, in my journal, and some of them I'm just going to probably keep for another time, or just keep them for myself. Just to, and I'm going to make some note cards from them that I can sell for to make a little money for the nonprofit. So you know, whatever uplifts you, smiling looking in a mirror and smiling, sometimes, you know, a little gratitude challenge. Some of that can really, really help. So I hope your Monday is good. And if you're listening to this on another day other than Monday, I hope your next Monday is going to be good. And just hang in there and try to be happy for whatever you are doing right now in your present moment. And have a great day.